It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. Oh. Number seventy. We're talking about practice. Hello, you play to win the game. The Yankees are champions of baseball. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Three, two, one. Happy two thousand. No time on the clock, and the Patriots have won Super Bowl thirty-six. Jordan, open. Chicago with the lead! Worldwide Sports Radio Network presents Below the Mark. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, man, I, the voice is starting to hit the high topic percent. What, what would we call that? What would we call that? Uh, octave. Uh, octave. Range. Range. <laughs> I, I need to get my range a little bit higher, but <laughs> almost up there. As you guys know, this is Below the Mic. We are live Every single Wednesday for now from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. New York Eastern Time because we do like to change the times of this show for some reason. But we are here. We are live, as you guys know. You can go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. You can call us at 631-965-4990. And, guys, if you haven't known or you haven't tried it or you haven't even thought to download it, all you have to do is go to iOS, which is Apple. You put in WWSRN, you download it, or you go to Android and search Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You can follow our shows and listen to our shows live on our app. You can read our articles. You can listen to the replays of our shows and the clips of our shows and watch the clips of our shows. So it's all at your fingertips. What do you do, Speedy? Who cares? What, what, what do we do, Speedy? Download the app. That's right. You got to download the app, guys. I keep telling you guys. I don't want to keep reminding you guys. But, you know, I'll say guys and you guys a million times in this show until you figure it out. Um, We have a great show lined up for you guys. Uh, At 6.30, we will be talking to Kentucky offensive tackle recruit David – hold on. Wallabua. Am I right? Wallabaw. Wallabaw. You see, I'm I'm trying to figure it out. You you were supposed to – Pronounce it. He never. He never sent me the Walla, exact one. Wallaba. We'll, we'll, we'll have to call. Wallaba. We'll have to call him later. He is, it called, is it called? Is it called Sure, we'll go with that. All right, Wallaba. And at seven fifteen, we'll be talking to Rice defensive tackle recruit Blake. Hold on, Banish. There you so go. there you go. I'm I'm pretty good here. So uh, I'm I'm one for two on those uh, name pronounce pronunciations. So there you go. I I have a little problems with some of these last names. They they are all over the place. But you know that's why you guys listen to me. That's all I can say about that. Um, again, uh, we do this every single below the mic show. Sports and Entertainment News. I almost called it Pashok. <laughs> it is There are many potential suitors for Russell Westbrook. There are three that really stand out to me going into this offseason. One of them, the New York Knicks, who are looking for a top point guard, a guy that can take the team to higher heights. He's 31, 32 years old. He's making a lot of money. He goes over there. He gives the Knicks a superstar. The Atlanta Hawks, another team. That could be looking for a guy that can obviously lead this team to higher heights. This is an up-and-coming team that has a lot of good young talent. And the third and final team, yes, you have said it, the Los Angeles Clippers. Yes, I said the Clippers. Uh, The Clippers looking to add another superstar to the team if they decide to move elsewhere with Paul George, which we've been hearing stories that could happen. Uh, There's a good shot that uh, somebody named Kawhi Leonard would like to play with Russell Westbrook. So... Those are my three top suitors for Russell Westbrook. Somehow they're able to keep Paul George, too. He's got previous chemistry. 
The Jets, yes, I said it, the Jets, should make these moves before the NFL trade deadline. Well, we've been talking about Williamson. Uh, I know if they can get a lot back for Quinn and Williams, I'd move Quinn Williams. If you can get two first rounds or a first, a second, and maybe a fourth, I would trade Quinn and Williams. Uh, you're trying to rebuild this team, and you're trying to build the team around your thoughts and your uh, your building dis- you know, construction. So I think Joe Douglas might look to get rid of Mikey Max's guys. Uh, Bengals trade Carlos Dunlap to the Seahawks. Good deal or no good deal? I would say this is a good deal. They need a pass rusher. Dunlap is a good player. Uh, he's looking to play for another winning team. He has not played for a winning team in almost five years. Uh, Cincinnati, he's been a Cincinnati Bengal and possibly borderline Hall of Famer. I mean, he's had pretty good numbers. So. If he didn't fall off maybe the last two or three years, maybe, but I don't know if you could say Hall of Famer with him. He was definitely a good player, though, in his prime, for sure. NFL rumors and news, trade scenarios being discussed for the Saints or Seahawks to trade for J.J. Watts. Ooh, this would be a good move for Seattle. They're looking for more pass rushers. You add Dunlop on one side, J.J. on the other, and then you're talking about a Super Bowl championship team. But what are you going to give up? You gave up two first-round draft picks for Jamal Adams, a third next year. What are you willing to give up? A second round? Maybe a fourth, a fifth? I don't know. You're pretty much giving up. You better win this year. That's all I'm going to say about that. NFL planning 20% seating capacity at Super Bowl. Well, that's a good move. I just, does it really make a difference? If there's 5,000 people or uh, 20%, what is that, 20,000 people yeah. there? I mean, then 80, 90,000 people? It's not going to make a difference. As long as there's a Super Bowl and there's a game to be played and people are watching it around the country and they're having their Super Bowl parties, who the hell cares? Baker Mayfield says, insensitive to claim Browns are better without Odell Beckham. Well, they are, they're not better. Than with Odell Beckham. No. And uh, without Odell Beckham, they're going to have problems on the outside. I, I like Jarvis Landry. He's more of a slot wide receiver. I, yeah. I don't think he's a guy that's going to go out there and, and try to grab the ball like Odell Beckham does. He's, he's really north to south, south to north, Odell Beckham. Stefan Gilmore suddenly puts his house up for sale as the trade deadline looms. Well, uh, Stefan Gilmore, you can get a lot back for him. You can get a first round for him. He's arguably the best corner in football, second best corner in football. Uh, the Patriots could really solidify their draft next year if they trade Stephon Gilmore. I believe they're not going to trade him. I don't. I do not believe they're going to trade him until next year. So that's just my spiel. NFL says it has plans if players test positive coronavirus during the game. Well, what are you going to do? Hide him in a lunchbox? I mean, seriously. I mean, stick him all the way up in the rafters. Nobody's sitting there. I, I don't know. Where the hell are you going to put him? Uh, that doesn't make any sense. NBA rumors. Uh, sustainable factions of the NBA players pushing for season to start January 18th. I mean, the story's coming out that the NBA wanted to start January 1st with the NHL. Now players are starting to push it off to January 18th, possibly February. Is that a good move, Speedy? I, it's weird because I was here in Christmas before that, too, as being the opening day. But I, I think the players, again, they're going to have to shorten the season at some point. The players want to do the low management thing. Why not have a shorter season, I guess? The Clippers are ha- have their interest in signing, guess who? Rajon Rondo. <laughs> but the Lakers are determined to keep him. You mean LeBron James is determined yeah. to keep him. <laughs> That's about it. Um... Best landing spots uh, for the NBA. Um, Bradley Beal, the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, A lot of people, and Aaron Gordon, 
the Minnesota Timberwolves. Those are the two big names out there. Uh, I think both are very good suitors to a lot of different teams. So be, don't be so surprised if you see a lot of big stars or young stars getting dealt it in the offseason this year. Um, MLB rumors and news. MLB in investigating Dodgers' Justin Turner for celebrating World Series of COVID-19 without a mask. Well, uh, after getting diagnosed with COVID-19, why are you dancing around? Yeah, why are you showing yourself in the cameras? Yeah. Does that make any sense? Justin, what are you doing, man? Uh, you're better off wearing Speedy Petey's, uh, you know, Manny, uh, what, are they, what do we call them? Tidy Whities? Uh, <laughs> I mean, if it protects his mouth, yeah, he might as well. Rangers plan to decline Corey Kluber's contract in 2021. Speedy? Not surprised. I think he barely played this year. Mm-hmm. Rockies Daniel Murphy, three-time All-Star, enters free agency. Maybe uh, a reunion with the New York Mets? Ooh, that'd be interesting. Mm. Uh, NHL news. Uh, seven NHL teams that could weaponize their cap space. Well, uh, there's one that we just saw just signed a big player in, Devin Towns. Uh, the Colorado Avalanche, the Ottawa Senators, Detroit Weddings, Red Wings, Weddings, I almost said here. Red Wings. Uh, you see, this is what I mean, guys. I, I'm just out there today, but I'm here. I'm here to do the show with uh, the not sick Speedy P. And that is, ladies and gentlemen, all we have for entertainment, sports, and education. Education? Education, yeah. yes. I'm giving you an yeah. education oh, forget, not to pronounce some words the way I do. Okay. And not to do what Justin Turner did. Well, Justin Turner is your best friend. He's your buddy. You know, I, I he's a Met, ex-Met. And the Mets, that was just another player the Mets decided to scoot, scoot away. And another player the Dodgers have really made, made work from, like, guys that were utility players on other teams. Yeah, he's, he's Muncy one of, was like that. Yeah. Taylor was like that. There's there plenty, plenty of them. There you go. Um, I do want to get into the World Series before we get into our first guest. And we will get into the Jets. I know a lot of fans are very anxious to hear what I have to say about Trevor Lawrence coming out yesterday and saying what he said, which I think is absolutely stupid and ridiculous. Every single player would probably say what he said. But that's just me. Um I want to get into Kevin Cash yesterday. Now, Speedy, uh, Tyler Harrison, and a bunch of very big Kevin Cash fans think he's one of the best managers in baseball. He's the most creative manager in baseball. Everybody thinks he's one of the great managers in baseball. Well, yesterday, it cost the Tampa Bay Rays a World Series championship. I have no idea. Now, we've seen Aaron Boone did this uh, with um, different players uh, over the last couple of years. We've seen him in the playoffs. We saw him this year taking out, uh, putting in J.A. Happ over <laughs> Garcia, which made absolutely no sense after he gave up two home runs. The game wasn't even over. It was early in the game. It made no sense why they took out uh, a kid that you think could be your ace in the future. Chapman, so, as early as he did in game six. Made so no sense. Game five. Okay, and I, I know you like to make fun of him, but Kevin Cash cost the Tampa Bay Rays a championship. Absolutely did. Blake Snell was pitching as well as we've seen him all, really, all season long. He was dominant. There was no way the Dodgers were hitting him. They hit him twice in almost six and a half innings. And it, it, I understand you trust your bullpen, and that's, that's grand. I, I understand how talented your bullpen is. You've been amongst the league's top three in bullpen statistics and whip and ERAs and wins per you know, strikeout or whatever the heck it is, the numbers, uh, the war. But what you saw yesterday was a guy that overthinks 
everything he does. And you cannot overthink yourself when your team is involved with winning a World Series championship. Where you beat the New York Yankees. Yes, the New York Yankee team that a lot of people didn't think was going to be beaten by even the Dodgers. Okay? And you beat a Houston Astros team that was playing as well as any team going into the ALCS. But what you saw was a guy, a rookie in a World Series. A rookie. And you could say whatever you want. You could shake your head. What are you talking about, Errol? He is a rookie as a manager. He has never managed in a World Series. Never. Okay? You put yourself... You, you put yourself in harm's way when you're playing a guy that has been in a World Series. A matter of fact, he's been in three of them. Mm-hmm. And he was a player in one of them or two of them. Two or, of them, I think, yeah. Okay, this guy knows he's lost those big games. He's lost those games that you would think that he should have won. Oh, yeah. Plenty of times. But what I think of managing in baseball is the same thing I think that everybody talk, talks about Aaron Boone all the time, saying that he is not a competent manager in baseball. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to make bad calls. And people are going to prosecute you after the game. Now, Kevin Cash, he's going to have a lot to prove next year. Because this Tampa Bay Ray team is going to be probably... Not as good as they were last year. Why? Because they're probably going to lose some players. They're not going to be able to afford players. Other teams are going to look at free agents from their team, and they're going to bring them in. They can't afford it, and they're going to have to look for the next guy up. That's what the Rays do. When you look at Kevin Cash, you have to call him the GOAT in this game. And I'm not talking about the GOAT, the greatest of all time. The GOAT where he should be wearing the bell at the end of the game. He should be putting his head between his legs. Because he screwed up. He should have never took out Blake's now. Never. Now, again, I wouldn't have done it either at the time because he only had 73 pitches. But at the same time, Snell is not a length pitcher either. So even if he was going to be able to finish the inning, I mean, how much more was he going to be able to go, though, too, is the other question. Because he's never a guy that consistently goes that kind of length. Oh, I'm so sick and tired of the statistics and analytics. Here's the thing. There were 60 games this season. How many times did Blake Snell get on the mound? 10? How many times does he average every single year, even with injury, between 20 and 25? That means he probably pitched 10 less games than he did the year before. You are not going to take your best, your ace, your number one guy out of the game when he was dominant. He was striking out the side. He was making, you couldn't even see, how many times did he see a fly ball? I mean, the guy was dominant. He was untouchable. He could have pitched all nine innings, I think. That's how good he was. And when you look at analytics, you cannot judge the game by analytics when there's 60 games in a season. It made no sense. I was laughing. I was laughing at the game. I was dozing off, but I was laughing. And I was saying I was dozing off because I was tired last night. I'm just telling you the truth. But Kevin Cash cost his team a championship. He did. And you want to make shot, you want to take shots, you'll make fun of Aaron Boone and how bad Aaron Boone was. Aaron Boone never did that in a World Series. He's never been in a World Series, but he never did that in a World Series. So until he does it in a World Series, you can't honestly sit here and tell me again. Now, you, you would look at what Tampa Bay has done with a $35 million payroll. I understand. You're going to probably argue that. And he played the Dodger team that was probably as the biggest payroll in baseball. Okay? That's fine. But. Everybody wants to give this guy credit 
when they get there. And then when he makes a mistake, they don't want to take shots at him. This is, this is a guy that made a huge mistake, cost his team an opportunity to go to Game 7. And I tell you, I'll tell you this right now. If they went to a Game 7, they would have beaten the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. I absolutely believe it. Yeah, Morton pitching, very possible. And I, I'll take back what I said in, in the last show, because I thought if it went to a Game 7, the Dodgers win. I, I, I just was thinking about it after the show, and I, I really, if I thought it was going, I would go to the team that has the less pressure. I, I would take the team that has mm-hmm. the least amount of pressure. Right. Now, again, the other thing to factor in, too, is even if, the, even if they let Snell finish the inning like he did, how efficient would he have been is the other question. I don't know, and that, you can't judge that. Listen, you die with your ace. I mean, you, you, you ride on your ace, you die with your ace. That's the way I, I believe in. Why do you have ace? Why do you have an ace? Why do you call him an ace? Because he's your shut guy, shutdown guy. He's your guy that you're going to put all the marbles on when you need him. And knowing that your bullpen has been stagnant ever since the Houston series. And let's be honest, they were stagnant in the Houston series. They were not as dominant as they were against the Yankees. They were creaming the Yankees. They were killing the Yankees. The Yankees could not hit their bullpen. They couldn't touch their bullpen. They were hitting their starters, not touching the bullpen. Right. Okay? So when you watched them against Houston, I said, uh-oh. And then, and then you're looking in this series. Early in the series, you saw the Dodgers. They were hitting against the bullpen. Yeah, that's why you didn't see a lot of Castillo after, I think, game three or whenever he struggled. You saw him come out of the bullpen in the sixth inning a lot of the time. And that's why they, that Cash decided to switch it up to either Fairbanks or Anderson whenever that came into effect. But obviously Anderson did not have it in that game. He threw a wild pitch. Did he not have it? Yeah. I mean, he was lost. He, I mean, he I was think, absolutely lost. I think he threw like 60% of his pitches were balls and he had obviously the wild pitch to tie the game. And even a lot of the contact was hard too. So that, that did not show when then Fairbanks struggled right after that. So yeah, they just didn't have it at that point when you don't trust somebody like Castillo, that makes it very hard too. It's hard. It, it really is. And you could go back and forth and you can argue your points on this and that. And, 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 and obviously thinking that Kevin Cash is, is going to take the brunt of this, you know, moving throughout the off season. Listen, Tampa Bay Rays will figure things out. They'll decide on uh, – he will be the manager next year. He's one of the best managers in baseball. There's no question that he is. But I'm so sick and tired of listening to all these guys like the Harrisons, like you, Speedy, saying, oh, Aaron Boone is terrible in the big game. He doesn't understand what he's doing. He has no background. He does this. He's in that. I hear this all the time. Kevin Cash proved just what a rookie manager does in a big game. All right, let, let's not put me on the extreme of Aaron Boone hatred as Tyler, though. <laughs> no, but it just... I have, Aaron Boone is a top 10 manager to me. He's just not top five, like a lot of people think. I think he's a top five. I, I do. <laughs> I, I think he's a top five. I'm, no, I'm not, I'm not going to say Aaron Boone is. He doesn't make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. We all make mistakes. Right. We're human. Yeah, t- Terry Francona and Joe Matton, probably the two best managers in baseball. They make mistakes. Everybody <laughs> makes mistakes, but... Uh, last night, that was a mistake that cost them the Tampa Bay Rays a championship. And I, I do believe they would have won last night if Blake Snell stayed on the mound. I really so do. So how long do you think he would have gone? You think he would have gone? Eight the, innings. You think he would have gone eight innings? Yeah, I okay. think it would have won eight innings, and then they would have pulled in their two guys, their eighth and ninth inning guys, and ended it. Mm-hmm. I think that's what would have made more sense. And I, I, do, I don't think the Dodgers were hitting him. I, I just didn't see it. I, I, I don't think they were going to hit him. I just think Blake, when you know when a pitcher just has it that night, you see it. We've seen Clayton Kershaw years and years ago have it. You know, We've seen Matt Scherzer, he has it. You saw when Garrett Cole was on a mound against Cleveland, uh, against um, um, who was the kid that, uh, uh, um, Bieber. 
Mm-hmm. And he, he threw 13 strikeouts. Right. You knew Garrett Cole had it that night. You knew he was on it. There was no way anybody was touching him. He was going to win. No matter what. And they were hitting against Bieber. Speaking of Kershaw, major props to him, too, for finally showing up in the World Series, too. Two great starts for him. Oh, yeah. Finally got over his postseason yips. Well, I never believed he had yips. I just think there was a lot of pressure on him because when you're one of the most talented teams in baseball and you are the, you've been the best pitcher in all of professional oh, yeah. baseball for the last 20 years. And I'm sorry, as good as Max Scherzer and Verlander has been, Clayton Kershaw, go look at his numbers in his first 10 seasons. Right? I, I mean, Sandy Koufax didn't have numbers like this. Okay, that, 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 you're, you're talking about the greatest – some people say the greatest pitcher of all time. Uh, and, and then you look, at, you look at his numbers to Clayton Kershaw, and he's got better numbers than Sandy Koufax. And better longevity, too. Yeah, so I'm just, I'm just speaking, I'm speaking the thoughts of what you see analytics and how analytics stand out even in those days. So – uh, Clayton Kershaw has been the best pitcher. He's a Hall of Famer. He's going to reti- if he retired tomorrow, the next day, or the next, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. You know, this is this is the most dominant pitcher in baseball. He deserves it. Absolutely. Um, I I was very happy for him. Out of all the guys that were hoisting that championship trophy up yesterday, it was Clayton Kershaw that the smile that he had because if he were to retire tomorrow or he retires after this year because of his back and his neck injury. He could say he won a championship, and he was a big part of winning that championship. Absolutely, and and you wonder, and it's cool too, seeing him win it. Where uh, I think about a half hour for where he grew up too, uh, in North Texas. Uh, he grew up, I think, the same high school as Matthew Stafford too. And I forget the name of the school, but he grew up around there. Him and Matthew Stafford are best friends. Yeah, and I think that maybe that's something else that made him comfortable too, in terms of the environment of that quiet, of that park. no crowds. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, maybe maybe the le- less pressure. A lot of people say it's all oh, it's less pressure. Who cares? Well, and maybe also again, who cares? The comfort of of pitching in that type of climate that you're used to, to where close to where your home, your home, you don't have to worry about uh, like the outside noise and stuff like that. He's used to that kind of thing, just li- living close to there too. And I think that really helped. Him you as cannot well. take it away for what he has done in this playoff. Go look at his numbers. I mean, pick up his numbers. What what is his numbers in the playoffs this year? I, I think he had. Three wins in the playoffs, three or four wins in the playoffs. I think he had one loss. His ERA was two point, I think it was two point five three or something of that magnitude. I mean, I Speedy, you almost there? You found it? I, I just trying to get numbers here. Yeah, if he only had the bad, he only had one bad start, which was against the Braves, and that was it. So definitely possible. Yeah, four and one, two point nine three ERA in this postseason. Uh, five games started. Point whip, nine one whip, zero, yeah. 37 strikeouts and 30.2 innings pitched. So, yeah. Is that not dominant? I mm-hmm. mean, seriously. 40 innings pitched. 40 innings pitched. This is a, a 32, 33-year-old pitcher that's had uh, back problems, neck problems, elbow problems, shoulder problems, uh, and he has been the most electrifying top-end pitcher ace that we have talked about in the last 25 years. Absolutely. Really, since Greg Maddox. You yeah. want to compare Greg Maddox dominated that era, and, and I would say Clayton Kershaw dominated this era. Right. I think he's been the best pitcher in baseball probably from, when he, I think, 2008 probably to, I would say, 17 or something like that. And he's still very good today as well. So uh, he's definitely a first made a lot of money, famer. that's for oh, sure. No doubt about that. Yeah, the two big contracts, almost $300 million. He made more than A-Rod did mm-hmm. as, uh, as a pitcher in baseball. But he also started very young. He was a, 
He yeah. came he came out he came out uh, into baseball at like twenty, twenty one years I old. Think, yeah, twenty one years old. I'm, he was I'm a baby. Sure, yeah. And I remember Joe Torre when he took over the team, he says, This is the best pitcher I've ever coached. I've ever managed. I remember him saying that. He's like he's flawless. On his his pitches, his off speed pitch, his curveball is the best I've ever seen. I mean, this is this is Joe Torre who had some of the greatest pitchers. He coached some of the, he managed some of the greatest pitchers of all time. You're talking about Roger Clemens, David Wells, got winners, Jimmy Key. I mean these guys were winners. Uh, we can go up and down some of the Hall of Famers. And, uh, and he says he's the best pitcher he's ever seen. So uh, it's an incredible feat. And, uh, and like I said, Clayton Kershaw has nothing else to prove. Nothing. He doesn't have to prove any more that he can pitch in a play. Four and one? I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, he can pitch in a play. Yeah, that one bad start against the Braves, game four. That was it. He can pitch in a play. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to say about yep. it. When we come back, ladies and gentlemen, we will be talking to Kentucky offensive tackle David Wabow. Am I, am I right? Wola ball. Wola ball. Okay. Wola ball. Here. I'm below the mic. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. As you guys know, this is Below the Mic. We are live every single Wednesday from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. New York Eastern Time. Killers, baby. I like this. Yeah. I know you're in love with the Killers. I, 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 you I, do, you, I do like a lot of their music. If, if they actually just appeared into the studio right now, would you all pull down your tidy whities and have them sign it? I don't have tidy whities Tell the truth, man. Tell I would truth. have them sign something, but I, not, not my own. You'll have them sign something. What kind of something? Well, what do you have them sign? Whatever I have. I don't know. Well, what, what it do will you not have? be an I mean, item of clothing. I don't know. Whatever I bring So it would be part of your body. It's not going to be part of my body. It would be an object I have. An object you have is part of your body. It's not on my body. So, uh, so what object would you have them sign? I want to hear this. I don't know. So you're going to just sit here and tell me that you wouldn't have... All right. Let's see. I bring my computer. I bring my... my Notebook. I mean, I, 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 if I knew they were coming. Hold on one second. You're going to have them sign your notebook? I don't know. If, is this planned or surprise? I, I don't know. If, 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 we're gonna... if it's planned, I'll bring something else, obviously. Well, but... well here's the thing, Speedy. You, you have to understand that your tidy whities are very important to all of us. No, they are not. They are. I mean, seriously. They guys, do not exist. Guys, he's got unbelievable Cookie Monster uh, tidy whities on right now as we speak. No, I don't. Yes, he does. You, and you and... are a liar. <laughs> I'm serious. Guys, if you need some milk, I've got some chocolate chip cookies and we're ready to go. Okay? <laughs> Why can't you just be honest? Tell I am the, being honest. I am fans, not wearing tidy whities Tell the fans that you're doing that because I, I, I'm. I sit here all the time. I try to have this conversation with you, and you're lost, man. Maybe we should drink some beer on this show. Maybe we should. I mean, I don't drink, but you, on the other hand, I, you you can guzzle down a beer. You can absolutely do that. So, what what kind of laugh is that? I mean, you sound like a vicious killer over there. As we just played the killers. Well, that, that, that's true. Anyways, uh, by the way, we are not going to be talking to Kentucky offensive tackle recruit David Wolbau. Um, we will be talking to him soon. Uh, he had some problems with his phone. I want to give a shout out to Dave. I I, I understand. Um, we're, we would happy. We're, we would be happy to get you on another day. Uh, obviously, all different parts of the country is dealing with uh, not only bad weather. Today we dealt we dealt with bad weather. Rain all day. It was horrendous. It was absolutely terrible over here. So, um, give a shout out to Mister Dave. Um, I do want to get Josh on the show. Uh, is did Josh reach out to you? I sent him the code and uh, a text. We'll have to see. <laughs> you know, I, I would love to get either Josh or CJ. 
Um, uh, actually, send it to CJ. Right. If Josh isn't going to answer, send it to CJ. Right. Well, let's get let's get CJ Desimone on the show. I, I'd love to know his his take. I mean, we had an hour conversation yesterday on the phone. It wasn't on the radio. We we weren't uh, hanging out and shooting the you know what on the radio show. We don't do that. I mean, I don't do that. But I was outside. I was hanging out. I was chilling, and I was having a conversation about the New York Jets and, and this Trevor Lawrence situation, okay? And he posted something the other day, uh, and, and I, yesterday. And it really bothered me because Trevor Lawrence was interviewed. I forget who he was at Yahoo Sports, somebody from uh, one of these organizations. They interviewed him about uh, being that he's, he has an opportunity to go into the draft this year. Uh, would he stay for his senior year, or would he go – into the NFL draft and possibly be drafted by the New York Jets. And he said, Speedy. He said he is not ruling out going back to school. He says his plan was to come out after this year, but that there's no guarantees to that. Mm-hmm. Okay? And that set Jet fans off. That set everybody off with this whole Trevor Lawrence situation. Now... I understand a lot of people think that the Jets are just a terrible run organization. And they are. They're really bad. They've been really, really bad for, for the last 10 years. Really, since the Rex Ryan era. Mm-hmm. And Rex Ryan took them to two AFC title games with Eric Mangini's team. Yep. Okay? But to sit here and think that this is going to be another Eli Manning situation or a John Elway situation... I don't think Trevor Lawrence is that type of person. I really don't think his personality... Remember, Eli Manning's father is Archie Manning. This is one of the... uh, Could have been one of the greatest uh, pitchers. One of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. If he wasn't playing for the Saints. Right. And then his brother, who was drafted before him, a couple of years before him, five, six years before him, was Peyton Manning. Arguably the best quarterback in the NFL at the time. Okay, so... Obviously, people are going to go back and forth and attack this situation that Trevor Lawrence is not coming out. He's going to screw the Jets. The Jets are screwed, and they're not going to have a chance at Trevor Lawrence. Now, I don't think he would do it to deliberately screw the Jets. I think that was just the way the question was Oh, absolutely posed. would. First of all, yes, absolutely. If he doesn't come out of the draft this year, he wouldn't screw the Jets. He absolutely No, I mean, is. I don't think that would be part of his decision Absolutely process. would be. You think? Absolutely. I think, I think, like I said, he's not that type of guy anyway where he would do that to a, a team, a pro team, any pro team, and he wouldn't do it to his college team if he loves his college team that much. If he loves his teammates, Dabo Sweeney, whoever. If they, hold like on said, one if second. They, they so hold, get, on, hold on, hold on. You won a national title in your freshman year. Right. Okay? You were, you were playing in a national title game in your sophomore year, and you lost. Okay. Now you have a chance in your junior year to be in another national title game. Okay? Another national title game, and you have the chance to win the Heisman this year. And you're probably going to win. I mean, it, it's going to be – I mean, he didn't play well against Syracuse, but I don't think that's going to make They're a difference. They're the only ones that are pesky in the ACC. I don't think that's going to make a difference. Right. I, I really don't. I, I still think he's going to win uh, – I, I think he's going to win a national title, and I think he's going to win – I think he's going to win the Heisman. I do. Yeah, I, think he's the best, I think he's the best player in the nation. Okay, which is fair, but again, if they do, if he doesn't do that, is what I'm saying. Well, might, okay, what if he, if he doesn't? Okay, let's say he wins the Heisman and doesn't win a national title. Does he really need to win another national title? I feel that way. I mean, no. a lot of these college players do. No, I, mean, they, I, I don't think that's going to make a difference, and, and that won't be the reason why. 
you cannot go back. You're, you're expected to be the number one pick. Okay? You're expected to be the number one pick. And this isn't a Justin Herbert thing. Because Justin Herbert could have been number one the year before. Or he could have been the number two or number three pick. Nobody knows. Okay? This guy is a guarantee number one pick. It, there's no arguments. Nobody's going to sit here right now and tell me that Trevor Lawrence, if he comes out, is not the number one pick. He will be the number one pick. Nobody's going to even argue. And if anybody argues that, you don't know what the hell you're talking right. about. Okay? <laughs> but I will say this. If he decides to not come out of the draft, it will be because it's the New York Jets. That's what I think. And, I, and I'm not saying this to take shots at the Jets. I'm a Jet fan. I'm an honest Jet fan. I just, I just don't think, uh, I, I don't think it's anything from what everybody says it's going to be. He, oh, because he wants to go back and win another championship with Dabo Sweeney. No way. I mean, you're going to get a chance to get a forty million dollar guaranteed contract. Forty million dollars. Now again, what what would happen though if he announces it within the next two weeks rather than at the end of the season when we know the Jets are the number one pick? I don't think he's going to do that. You think he's going to do that? I, 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 I you, don't think. I don't uh, think he will. I'm saying there's a small chance. There, there's not a chance I think in there's hell. A small chance. There's not a chance in hell, ladies and gentlemen. There is not a chance in hell. Trevor Lawrence in two weeks is going to come out and say, "Well, I'm not going to play another year for my senior year of college." There's no way he's doing that. By the way, Carl is saying Clemson and Alabama are so far ahead of the rest of the pack in college football that he needs to leave to step up in talent level for a challenge. That's, and I agree with you. Carl's right. Well, Carl's right. Okay. Why Carl, would you we know? <laughs> why would you go and play another year of college football when you've been the most dominant quarterback in the last two seasons? You've been the best. And I, you're going to say, well, why didn't he win the Heisman for Joe Burrow? Joe Burrows played on a team that was just sensational last year. That team was good in every single sector. I mean, their say their their uh, defense, their offense, their special teams, their coaching, everything was in sync last year. So, you can't argue why why he was what he was last year. And Joe Burrows, and Joe Burrows is a, he's a great quarterback right now as a rookie. Yeah. You could see he's going to be a good good quarterback in the NFL. But to sit here and say that Trevor Lawrence wants to win another champ, even if he loses, wins another, loses another. Because here's a Justin Fields. It's to me, Justin Fields is a good player, mm-hmm. and if they make it to the the championship game or make it to the four the four playoff team, mm-hmm. college football playoff, yeah, college football player playoff, whatever they call it. I, I don't. I hate when they say that. Just say they're going to the final four, okay? Because <laughs> yeah, that's true. what it is, the true. final four, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, if uh, he's already said that, no matter what happens, he's going to go into the draft, okay? So. Why would he come out and say that when Trevor Lawrence has been saying it for the last two seasons? He said when he becomes eligible, he's going into the draft. Now all of a sudden he says, well, I, you know, I, probably, I, I mean, that was the plan, but that doesn't mean that's going to happen. He only did that because he doesn't want to throw anybody under the bus. He doesn't want to make anybody think that uh, he's going to be the problem or the reason why he decides to stay. Okay? Because I, I don't believe he's staying. I, I don't. I don't care what anybody says. And I don't care what anybody says saying that he could do an Eli Manning. He's not doing an Eli Manning. No. I can't see him doing anything like that. He's not doing an Eli Manning. I don't Manning. think he has that big of an ego to do that. He's not doing that. Yeah. And it, it, I do believe he's going to come out. And I do believe the Jets are going to get him. I do. The question is, what are they going to do with Sam? Why? And I, I, I know, and I'll tell you this. And I, I've been a part of the media media for almost nine years now. Okay, the media can't stand the New York Jets. They can't stand the organization. 
They can't stand the Johnson family. They can't stand the coaching. Adam Gase being the most ridiculous, most re- re- I don't even want to say the word, but he the stupid, dumb coach play calling that we've ever seen in our entire lives. And they don't want to fire him right now. And everybody, there are stories coming out. And if you listen to Weapons Hot, <laughs> if you listen to it, and you, you could you can actually listen to the replay on Sunday. He uh, uh, CJ was interviewing one of these big fans, a guy that is mm-hmm. intact with the New York Jets organization, and he says the only reason why Adam Gase was not fired yet is because Adam Gase is not getting fired at the end of the season. Mm, that's a scary thought. <laughs> and I, I beg to differ on that. There is no way in hell. That if this team, and I, everybody's going to say, well, they're trading away pieces. That's why they're going to lose. They've been losing ever since with the players that they had. Right. <laughs> they're not going to win with the better players. If Joe Douglas decides to, you know, to retain this guy, not only will he be looking for another job at the end of next year, him and Adam Gase will be on their way out. Because fans will not accept that Adam Gase is going to have a third chance to try to build this team and then put another quarterback in harm's way. Because that's, that, that's not going to happen. Fans will not allow that to happen. No. They're not going to allow the number one pick in the draft, the guy that everybody says could be the next messiah in the NFL as far as quarterbacks are concerned, to be thrown under the bus to Adam Gase. I mean, that is not going to happen. And I don't think Joe Douglas is stupid or even stupider. Stupider than some of the other guys we've seen come into the GM position over there. Right. Uh, one of them named Mr. Mac, Miss Ma- Ma- Mackie Mac. And, and I, I will say Mike McCagnan has really screwed up this organization from top to bottom. Absolutely. <laughs> but um, the story's coming out that Quinton Williams might be traded. I, I don't think that's a story. I, I mean, everybody knows that Joe Douglas is trading away pieces that were Mike McCagnan's guys. Yeah. Mike McCagnan's Mike signings. He got rid of Le'Veon Bell. Jamal Adams is a Mike McCagnan guy. Quinn Williams is a Mike McCagnan guy. Sam Darnold is a Mike McCagnan guy. All of them are Mike McCagnan guys. So he's getting rid of those guys, slowly but surely, because they're not his guys. He's doing it his own way. We see this a lot with teams now. When they rebuild, they want to purge everything, and they want to do it their way, whether it's with coaches or whether it's with GMs. We saw the Raiders do it three years ago. We're seeing teams like Carolina do it now. The Browns did it when they were the, after their 1-15 season. They traded away pretty much everybody. I guess it's the new mold of rebuilding now. Whether it works or not is another question. But I don't think it works, but that's just... Um... That's just another thing that I have to say. Uh, will it help the Jets? Well, only time will tell. Now, I, I do trust Joe Douglas. Out of all the, all the things that we've seen so far from this organization, I actually do trust Joe Douglas. As crazy as it may seem, I, a lot of people think I'm a little nutty because, uh, unfortunately, when I, when I give compliments to guys, they usually don't pan out well for the New York Jets. Mm-hmm. Uh, being that Sam Darnold, I still think Sam is going to be a great guy. And I, I think he's going to be a great quarterback in this league. I think he's a sensational guy. I think he's a guy that you can uh, put your, you know, build your team around. The only thing that bothers me about moving forward with the New York Jets with Joe Douglas is if he decides to keep Adam Gase for another year. It will be a scary situation. It will be a scary sight. And I worry, I, I worry that th- if th- there's some kind of truth to this story, which I don't, I, I would think there is a, there's a, a 78, um, 28 chance that Adam Gase comes back. Adam Gase isn't coming back. But uh, 
Anyways, we have our special guest, and I wanted to get him on. I wanted to get him and CJ. We'll get him on first, and then we'll get CJ on, because I, I, I like to know both their opinions on uh, what's going on with the New York Jets, the stories coming out, that Trevor Lawrence might decide to stay in his senior year, which I, I don't believe the story, but that's just, he said it, but that, that story is just him being, him being the real fair guy that he is, and he's not going to throw himself under the bus right now, knowing that he has a chance to win a national title. Do we have CJ, and do we have Josh on the show? Do we yeah, got you? I'm here. Do you guys hear me? We hear you. Okay. Do we have okay. CJ? Sorry about that. <laughs> Do we have CJ? What was happening? It was like I logged into the room and everything was in slow motion. Do we have <laughs> Do we have CJ? Uh, I'm here on the line. I wanted to get you both on the show. So, all right. So, I, I want to know you first of all, Josh, you first. Uh, you're, you heard that Trevor Lawrence uh, was interviewed the other day. Uh, stories coming out saying that he, the plan was to come out, uh, come out to the NFL draft after this year, uh, but he says that doesn't mean that's a, that's going to happen. He also said uh, that it doesn't matter if it's here, it's there, or it's anywhere from west to east coast. Uh, he'll be happy wherever he stays or wherever he goes. So, what were your thoughts when that came out? Well, I mean, look, it's the obvious answer, right? The obvious thing is it's a dilemma. Because it's the New York Jets. That's how it always is. First off, hello. I don't know if CJ hears me. Hi, CJ. Hope you're doing well, bud. Um, <laughs> um, look, it's it, it's the typical New York Jets problem, right? We never know every single year. Um, you know, we never know every year, right, what's going to happen, if it's going to work, if it's not going to work. And work. now, unfortunately, this is the one now- the New York Jets um, have. And, 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 and if Trevor Lawrence doesn't come out, guys, this whole thing was for nothing. That's how I look at it. Now, I believe he is going to come out. I think he'd be foolish not to. He has a chance to go to a huge market and change a franchise around. That's the type of prospect he is. But we'll see going forward. Look, I think he's just saying what he's saying because he's in the middle of a, of a college football season. He doesn't want to put any distraction on the team. So we'll see. Let's hope for the fact that he does come out. Uh, CJ, I know we we talked for pretty we talked for about sixty seventy minutes last uh, yesterday, uh, and you had your own thoughts to the whole the whole dilemma. What are your thoughts? I mean, stories coming out. We watch Weapons Hot. You had uh, that guy on the show. He said that Adam Gase isn't getting fired, which I think is a crock of you know what. That's just me. What What are your thoughts to the whole dilemma on uh, Trevor Lawrence possibly staying for another year? I mean, there's always that possibility. And look, I mean, I understand Trevor Lawrence's position. You know, he wants to he wants to go to a place where he feels like you know he's he's his skill set and his talents are going to be utilized. And I'll tell you something right now: if the Jets have any chance of getting Trevor Lawrence, they need to get rid of Adam Gates. Because if Adam Gates is still the head coach of the New York Jets, Trevor Lawrence is going to stay away. He's going to stay very far away from the New York Jets. And that and that's the bottom line. So, I mean, you guys already know how I feel about Adam Gates. He should have been out of here a long time ago. Um, you guys also know I had a gentleman on my show this past Sunday uh, by the name of Ron Siegel from Jet Zone Radio. Um, he has been hearing rumblings that the plan is to keep Adam Gates to 2021, which I hope is wrong. But, you know, look, for, for Trevor Lawrence to examine all of his options, whether he comes to the Jets or whether he goes to somebody else, He's going to end up going to a team that's 
in a rebuilding phase or having a very bad year or an off year or whatever. So, I mean, personally, if I'm the New York Jets and we're on the clock with the number one pick and he declares and his people come out and they reach out to the New York Jets and they're like, look, uh, Mr. Lawrence is not going to play for you if you select him. Then you know what? Then I'm going to select him with the first overall pick. And I'm going to give him an ultimatum. Either you play, you, you play football for the New York Jets and you're not going to play. Plain and simple. I don't think I, I, I don't think I don't think the Jets first of all, I don't think Joe Douglas would do that. That's not his style. I, I don't think Joe Douglas is gonna say, you know what? If you're we're gonna draft you anyways, and if you don't want to play for us, we're gonna sit you on the bench for five years. There's no way the Jets are gonna pay him forty million dollars. The Johnson family will never do that. And I, I don't think that's gonna happen. They're not gonna pay him forty million dollars, though. I mean it's 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 very simple. It becomes a matter and it becomes a matter of, of, of simple economics in regards to Trevor Lawrence. Okay, like the Jets could really make themselves look out to look like the villain in this case if they were to do that to the kid. And look, not for anything, but the Buffalo Bills did it in the 80s when they drafted, uh, when they drafted Jim Kelly. Okay, Jim Kelly didn't want to be a Buffalo Bill. He yeah. ended up signing. He ended up signing a contract with the USFL. It doesn't. And I, so, I know. And I, I'm. I'm looking at all the bad teams right now. Look, up and down the teams right now that could win. Trevor Lawrence. You got the Giants. Would you rather play for the Giants and the Jets? Come on. Uh, okay. After the Giants, then you have Jacksonville. Would you rather play for Jacksonville than the Jets? Come on, guys. I mean, and then okay. Now you're going to Atlanta. Would you rather right now play for Atlanta when they're talking about throwing and trading away players and restarting and rebuilding again? The answer is no, because who are they going to bring in as their head coach? Their defense. Let me tell you something. The Jets have a lot better young players right now than Atlanta does. So, I I mean, Atlanta has Calvin Ridley. That's about it. Their running backs are not what they used to be. They have Gurley as their number one running back. I mean, Gurley's done. I mean, their offensive line can't stay healthy. Their defense is shit. Excuse my language, but it is. I mean, so you could go up and down that roster. Would you rather right now? And I hate Rodney White, okay? And Rodney, I hope he's listening to this, and he probably isn't. So I will say it, and maybe it'll hit airwaves. Rodney White, five-time all uh, five-time Pro Bowl player, played for the Atlanta Falcons. Let me ask you this, Rodney: Did you ever win a Super Bowl? Did you ever have a chance to win a Super Bowl? Honestly, and don't bring up when the Patriots went to the Super Bowl because you should have won that game, but you had nothing to do with it because you weren't even on a team. Yeah, his closest one was the 2012 against the 49ers. So, so they choked that so, one too. So where were you? When it comes to championship competitor, okay? You have never been a champion. You've never gone to a Super Bowl. So how could you take a shot of an organization that 10 years ago went to back-to-back AFC title games? Answer that question. For, for somebody like Rodney White to take a shot at the Jets organization and take a, sh- take a shot and say, you know, Trevor Lawrence, if you decide, if, 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 you, if you do declare, you, you demand yourself to be traded or don't even come, don't come out of the draft, I'll tell you not to come out of the draft. You don't want to go to a lousy organization that doesn't want to grow and find offensive players. Okay? The Jets have never had a good offensive coordinator in position. And I, I don't even remember the last good offensive coordinator that the Jets have had. They have never had a good offensive coordinator. So, I, I mean, does it really matter if he goes well, to the Jets? So Jacksonville? The offensive coordinator that the Jets had was Charlie Weiss. Okay, Charlie Weiss. Plain and simple. 
Okay, Charlie Weiss. How long was that? Twenty years ago. Was that? It was twenty years ago. So, so I, I don't even want to talk about it. It's 20 years ago. Anything over 20 years, I don't want to talk about. It, it, it's, it, it, to me, this team is a joke, and, and, and people taking shots at the organization is a joke. And I could say everything I, I, I really feel about this situation. The fact is, uh, I, I look at the Jets as an organization. They're a laughing stock. So are the Browns. So is Jacksonville, so is the Bengals, so is Miami, was the Buffalo Bills for a long time. Do we want to go up and down right now of all these teams, Detroit? We could talk about so many teams that sucked. You're in Indianapolis. They only were lucky because the, the, when they got Peyton Manning, he, were, he took the team to higher heights. Then the year that Peyton Manning was done, they get Andrew Luck. I mean, I mean, that franchise is lucky and then had Johnny Unitas before that. And the teams that Andrew Luck had the first two yeah. years of his career were terrible. I mean, come on. Who did the Jets have? Oh, I, I got it. I got it. I got it. Uh, hold on. Boomer Esiason. Oh, oh he's great. <laughs> Vinny Testaverde. He was the best one. Uh, Chad Pennington, who couldn't stay healthy. Um, Browning Nagel. Uh, Kellen Clemens. Do, do you want to go on? Christian Hackenberg. Okay, this is Mark Sanchez. You want you want me to go up and down this roster of quarterback after quarterback after quarterback? Should, now, should we mention Greg McElroy? Greg, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> the great Craig McElroy. I mean, this team is a joke. And, and for people to take shots at the Jets, Sam Donald's the only quality one. And we'll never know what Sam Donald is because the Jets are so bad. They're going to have to trade him. That's that's the problem with this whole thing. Because Sam, Sam's the one that's going to be laughing to the bank right now. Not Trevor Lawrence, not the New York Jets. It will be Sam Darnold, and I'll tell you why. Sam Darnold has never had a team built around him. Not one. And I, I, my friend, Eric Martin, Eric Martin, and Eric, I hope you're listening. I'm going to make sure he listens to this part because he's a moron, okay? And I love him. He's my friend, and he's a big Jet fan. But he is a moron because he sends me these stupid articles, and he's wrong, okay? Look at the players he's throwing to. Let's go up there. Bashad Berriman, would he start on another team right now in the NFL if he wasn't starting for the Jets? Honestly. Honestly. The answer is no. Braxton Berrios. Braxton Berrios. Do you think he'd be starting on any other team besides the Jets? The answer is no. Okay? That's two. Okay? Then we go Jamison Crowder. And Jamison Crowder would. He's the, one of the best slot receivers in the league. Here's the problem. Jamison Crowder can't stay healthy. Jamison Crowder's having the best season of his career. You know why? Because he's actually stayed on the field more than he's been sitting out. This is the perfect time for the Jets trading him. And we haven't even seen Denzel Mims to know what he is. Okay? So, sit here right now today. Who does he throw to? Here's the thing. He's better off throwing a speedy than any of those guys. Because nobody would defend speedy unless it be open. I mean, seriously, it's horrendous. Speedy, I hope you stretched out your hand, your 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 hands over there. I mean, seriously, you watch, you watch right now, Sam Donald, Clarence. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Donald goes to Pittsburgh. Donald goes to Indianapolis. Donald goes to Chicago. Goes to Chicago. Keep going. Yeah, he goes to any one of those teams with the weapons they have. I will guarantee you, he will be in the top 10 in almost every statistic next year in offense. I guarantee you. Guarantee you. Oh, wait, but then the point is this then. Shouldn't that make 
keeping Sandorno the important thing and just building around him and trading the pick then and getting more assets for him. I know they're not going to do that, but wouldn't that be like signing an Allen Robinson or a Juju Smith-Schuster and adding more weapons in the draft then? If that's the do, Joshua. Okay, so honestly, you want to know something? That's exactly what I would want to do because personally for me, I'm not ready to close the book on Sandorno. And Errol knows my feelings on this. And regardless of whatever, all, all the kids damaged goods, he's this, he's that, he's the other thing. The problem is, is that this kid has not really been coached by an NFL-caliber quarterbacks coach uh, in the three years that he's been here. Yeah, Johnny Bates, who was living on top of a friggin' mountain, okay, for five years before he picked up another playbook in the NFL. Okay, yeah, Todd Bowles, who already had one foot out the door. Okay, so he was a lame duck anyway. And personally, Todd Bowles was an idiot for getting rid of John Morton the year before because he was willing to blame somebody for the, for the poor offensive performance. But Josh McCown, under John Morton, had the best statistical season of his career until, it, 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 until the season ended early with injury. Robbie Anderson almost had a 1,000-yard receiving, receiving season, okay, and probably should have made the Pro Bowl that year. Okay, so... John Morton, if John Morton gets hands on Sam Donald during Sam Donald's rookie year, we probably see a little bit more progress than we see now. Uh, and here's because the thing. Personally, I, 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 I'm sorry I'm cutting. Wait a second. Wait a second. Yeah. Wait a second. Let me, let me finish, mm-hmm. and, 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 and then you can say whatever you got to say. All right? Sam Donald has had to deal with a combination of Adam Bates and Daryl Loggins where the two of them run pretty much the same football. And that playbook is structured around one quarterback, Peyton Manning. Sam Donald is not Peyton Manning. Sam Donald is a How do we know that? How do we know? How do we know he's not Peyton Manning? How do we know he's not Peyton Manning? How do we know? Would you let me finish for God's sake? Okay? Well, get to a point because we got, we got we're going to go to break. So get to a point. is that whatever Adam Gase and Darren Loggins has in that, in that playbook doesn't work with Sam Donald's skill set. It's trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. And this is the reason why the kid is regressing because he's trying to, he's trying to do stuff that he's not good at. You understand? No, I, 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 you're absolutely right, and 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 your arguments are absolutely valid. And, and same thing with Josh. And I know a lot of people probably sit here and say, you know what? Let's keep Sam Donald and see what he could do with another coach. And a lot of people are going to sit back and say, uh, possibly in the off season, if if Trevor Lawrence does come out, you could get a boatload of picks for Trevor Lawrence. I'm talking about you saw RG three. You saw Washington get three for. I mean, uh, Washington gave up three first round draft picks. For RG three and like three seconds, four sec- four seconds, future seconds. You like a- you have an opportunity to maybe get five draft picks, four, three first rounds, two second rounds, or the three first rounds and 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 one second and a third. I could even see higher. I could see probably four or five first rounds. You know, you you could get a lot for Trevor you Lawrence. And- damage that you could get. You know, you could you could rebuild your offensive line. You could get a pass rusher. You could upgrade weapons on the outside. You could get you can get good first round wide receivers. There's so many different things. Do you trust? So many different needs. That the question is, does anybody trust right now with Adam Gase sitting back and letting, I mean, I'm sorry, Joe Douglas sitting back and letting Adam Gase keep his job right now, does anybody trust that Joe Douglas will get this right? And the answer is, 
right now, what I've been listening to, some of the, some of the fans, and I, I want to put up a poll, Speedy. We're going to put a poll tonight on Twitter. Um, do we think that, do fans think that Joe Douglas is the right guy? Okay? And I, I want to put that up. You don't have to do it right now. Uh, we'll post that up, and we'll we'll talk about it next Monday, because I want I want to see what fans think about that. But I honestly, when when you're looking at the big picture, to to me, the smartest thing the Jets should do is trade Trevor Lawrence's pick. That would be the smartest thing they do. They bring in a coach, they bring bring in a coach that can. Take Sam Donald. He's still a very young guy. Next year, he'll be 24 years old. He's still amongst the league's top five, top six quarterbacks, youngest quarterbacks in the league. And and see what you can do with a real coach, a real offensive coordinator. But the thing is, it's going to be very, very hard. And Josh and CJ and Speedy and all you fans out there, when you have, <laughs> when you have a core, I'm sorry, when you have a Lamborghini, okay, and he's sitting, it's sitting there right now. It's, you're just revving the engine. And then you have a Shelby, okay? Which one do you want to drive? A Shelby or a brand new Lamborghini? And the answer is, you're going to want to drive the Lamborghini. And I, I don't care what you like. You like the power motors, the Ford motors, uh, how beautiful the engine is. It's strong. It's a monster engine. You're going to go with the Lamborghini because it's sexy. And to me, Trevor Lawrence is a sexy. Well, you see him with the long hair, the long blonde hair, hanging to his shoulders, smiling, the beautiful girlfriend slash fiance, wife, whatever she is to him. And he's the shiny penny. He's the shiny gold ring that everybody wants. And I'm telling you right now, there is no way in hell Joe Douglas, Woody Johnson, Chris Johnson, and Mrs. Johnson, who's gone now, Okay, will ever allow if Trevor Lawrence comes out of the draft to not be drafted. I'm telling you right now, he's going to be drafted. Uh, Unfortunately, it's going to it's going to it's going to hurt fans because a lot of fans like Sam. I'm one of those guys that I think Sam it's sad what's going on with Sam. It really is. I mean, you guys are fans. You guys see the situation. You, You could you imagine staying standing on a field where your team, your 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 owner and your GM can't put the right players around you to help you win. I mean, like seriously, that to me that just shows me incompetence. And and I know I I, I still think Joe Douglas is the guy, and there was nobody available in free agency. But come on, man. I mean, to get just Denzel Mims in the draft, and I've said this, even though I love his draft, you should have brought in another wide receiver. You you're talking about the greatest wide receiving class we've seen in twenty five years. Sixteen. Well, I mean, I- I'll say this before I have before I have to run, but I will say this: it, it's going to be a tough set. And I've said this to you, Errol, and TJ. I've, I've said this to you as well on Weapons Hot. You know, it, usually office people don't like to inherit what they didn't draft. They don't like to. They want to bring in their own, like you said, it's the Lamborghini, everything like that. They want to bring in their own toy and their own players and everything like that. Here's what I think that could happen, and I think that they should happen if Trevor Lawrence is on the fence. I think once, and you could, I, I absolutely can see this happening. I think once the New York Jets are set, say it's week 14, right? And they're set at the number one pick. It's done. It's over. It's theirs. I could see Adam Gates being fired for the last two or three games of the year. Because that way, now you want to try to convince Trevor Lawrence that Adam Gates is not going to be in the building. 
that's essentially what I think is going to end up I don't happening. think that's going to make a difference. I really don't. I, I don't think Trevor yeah, I Lawrence. Do. I, 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 I think he's going to want to see because he's not going to come if this guy's still the coach. He's not going to. He will absolutely yeah. not. He, he, he will not. If Adam Gates is still the head coach, he will not come out. I'm telling you that right now. And that's why I think Joe Douglas and Christopher Johnson, if it's week 15 and that, and that number one pick is set in stone and they got it already, boom, he's out. He's out. Because now you have to prove to Trevor Lawrence, hey, but you still have time. But you still have. But Josh, you still have time because uh, the playoffs start in mid December. So uh, the national title game, they, they can't declare until the national title game is over. I understand that, but Arrow. At the same time, if if this guy's on the fence about it and he sees that this guy is still the head coach and the number one pick is is Sen Stone, he's going to have the mindset of I, I, I'm not doing this because I'm not taking the chance. Because I, it could be too late then. It I don't, could be way too late. Look when, when the Jets hired Joe Douglas. What, what's Black look Monday? What day him. is Black Monday? What day is Black Monday? Find out, Speedy. What day is Black Monday for? for I mean, but I'm just saying, look at and TJ. You know this too. When, what, look at what happened. Look at how Joe Douglas got hired. They 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 let Mike McCarthy run the draft, pick the coach, run free agency, yeah. and then they fired him. January 4th. So if you, if you have to do that, when's the national title? Show to, to to show to Trevor Lawrence that he's the guy that they want to draft. You have to prove to Trevor Lawrence that this guy's not going to be in the building. If okay. this guy's still in the building, this guy's going to want to hear when you go in the fire. Speedy fire looked it up. Speedy looked it up. The national title game is uh, January 11th. Black, Fr- Black Monday is January 3rd. Okay? January 3rd, January 4th. I, I think that's still enough time that if the Jets decide to part ways with Adam Gase, that's not going to change the decision with Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I never know. It's, he's a kid. You know, he's a kid. And that's really what it comes down to. You know, he might have the mindset of, you know, are they sure? Are they unsure? What's going on here? Are they are they going to keep this guy? But it's also Errol and CJ, too. If you get that number one pick, you know, you're going to have the opportunity to really get your foot in the door with these head coaching candidates. Eric Bieniemy, yeah, Greg right. Roman, Joe Brady, Greg Roman. Uh, who else? The, the guy from Iowa State. I know Errol loves Jim Harbaugh. You know, that's the you guy. Have the opportunity. That's the guy. You have the. See, I still think. To me, I still think it. It, it should be either Brady or Arthur Johnson. I think you give it to the guy. I, you look at Colin Kaepernick. You look at what Alex Smith did, and Alex Smith's career completely He's a changed. Mouth, though. That's the problem. He won't get along but with this. I, I love it. Lose, they'll, they will lose. I don't think so. I don't think so. I really don't think so. I really oh, think. Oh, they will. They'll shut I, him down. Quick. No, I, I don't. I think Jim Harbaugh will do Jim Harbaugh. He'll be a coach, and, and Joe Douglas will be the GM, and they'll both answer well, to the owners. Why can't they just hire Arthur Johnson from the Titans? Why can't they Arthur just. Smith. Uh, t- who, who, who took. Who. Arthur Smith, excuse me. Who took a. Who took a, a complete. Screw up an Adam Gase that Adam Gase made where Adam Gase said about that quarterback, quote, he wasn't smart enough to handle my offense. I know you're going to – and we're going to keep talking about I mean? this Tannehill thing. I, Tannehill has to prove that he can win first, all right? He hasn't it's not w- even just Tannehill, though, Arrow. He's also made other guys better around him on the offense. Not maybe. He's improved the, the offensive line has gotten better. The, Derek Henry's become a stud in the league. I mean, you got to take that into account. I love how the enemy is on the sideline. He's animated. He shows that he cares. And then you even got Joe Brady, who's done, who's literally had essentially nothing. On you know all what it scares me? He hasn't played in five weeks. You know what scares and me? And look what he's done. You know what scares me about all these coaches? They don't really have head coaching experience, and that's what scares me because oh. all, all we have seen coaches that have had no head coaching. Rex Ryan was the only successful one. None of them were successful for the Jets. Now, if you bring in like a, well, a, a Jim, was. Uh, Herm Edwards was. Uh, 
Yeah, I guess. Jim Harbaugh is is a guy that has coaching experience. He, he, he is, scares me. Yeah, his, but he's his, been his to a Super Bowl. He's yeah, been to a you guys you guys are missing the, the, the most important thing. You know who scares me the most out of this entire process? Christopher it's Johnson. Johnson. <laughs> that's what scares me the most out of this entire process. And I'll explain to you why. Because this idiot has the has the the uh the, the history of being enamored with speaking to this person or speaking to that person or talking to the other person. Okay. I'm worried that Christopher Johnson will try to have a hand or, or try to suggest or hire some sort of outside consulting firm to do their head coaching search instead of putting it in the hands of the one capable person that they should have, and that's Joe Douglas. Because for what Christopher Johnson wants to do, okay, He's trying to run his business a certain way, and I get it. This is the way they've always run their business. This is the way they probably will continue to to run their business. But guess what? If I'm a business owner, and I'm sitting here, and I'm doing something, and I go and I hire a guy, and the guy that I hire is watching all the stuff that I'm doing, and what I'm doing is costing me millions upon millions upon millions of dollars of product is lackluster, but I got a guy who's been there, done that, been extremely successful, and he's in my ear telling me, hey, look, you know what? If we change a couple of things here and there, we could actually start to move to increase our sales and start moving in a, in a positive direction instead of in a, ne- in a negative direction. No. You know, hmm. you know, in, 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 the, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again, hoping and praying for a different result. Yeah. At one point, does Christopher Johnson grab himself by the by the onions and look himself in the mirror and say, "You know what? What I'm doing is not working." Well, I he, need to change it. Put it in the hands of this person. Well, we did right. Look, he he called Adam Gates the Wayne Gretzky of thinking when he hired him, which I was. I, I, well, if he's the Wayne Gretzky of uh, calling plays, I'm the Wayne Gretzky of taking the crap. Okay, because I, <laughs> I mean, because if I, the play calling has just been horrific to say the yeah. most, and I, say the least. So I, 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 I would absolutely call Jim Hallball. I would pay Jim Hallball whatever he wants uh, to bring him over here. From I mean, Michigan. look, this is the same guy in Christopher Johnson. All that TJ, like he said, man. He had he had Matt Rule here, and he had he had Matt Rule here ready to go, and he would not let Matt Rule pick his own coaching staff, but he let Adam Gates pick Dowell Logans. I mean, to me, that still blows my mind because it's like, what is it that set him? He sold everybody a bag of goods. Adam Gates, you hear you know you hear him. He, you know, he sounds like a guy that when he when he talks, he knows football. I mean, but my God, he does nothing about it. I mean, he looked like a lost dog the other day. Did you see him on the sideline the other on um, Sunday's game when Logan's was going? Yeah. He had his hands in his pocket, and he had no yeah, idea and what to do. Christopher Johnson walked up to him. 
That's and he patted him on the back. And patted him on the back. It kind of reminded me of, like, you know, the dad, the dad controlling the son. Oh, the God. The son dropped the game-winning touchdown in, like, his... You better not be here video. next year, man. It makes me nervous. Pee-wee-wee football game. There's no way. There's no. There's no way that. There's no way. All right, we got to go to break, but I will say this: right. we have a special guest. All right, guys. But I, I will say this. I will say this before you guys go. There is no way fans will accept the fact that Adam Gase will be there for another season. So Christopher Johnson, Woody Johnson, better be ready to take a lot of shots and be made fun of, not only throughout the NFL and and the fans, but throughout the league. They'll be the laughing stock yeah. of the NFL. And they will. But you know what? Really quick, when have they ever cared about the fans anyway? Mm. We'll see. Never, they never have. Woody right, did. Guys, John care. Isnick. They, John Isnick. They, they had the plane. Oh, they did. Mm. They did that. So, All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you, CJ Desimone from Weapons Hot. Josh from Off the Mat uh, helps us out. Great, great quality guys that know what they're talking about. Up next. We will be talking to Rice defensive tackle recruit Blake Banish here on Below the Mic. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Six three one nine six five four nine nine zero. This is Below the Mic. We are live every single Wednesday from six p.m. to eight p.m. New York Eastern Time. You can go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. You can download our app by going to iOS. Yes, the iOS, which is Apple, WWSRN. Or you go to Android, Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Well, that was a lot of Jets conversation. Really makes me want to throw up. I'll tell you. This absolutely makes me want to throw up. Talking about the Jets, like I said, I'd rather go to the bathroom. I mean, seriously. I... I being that I'm a Jet fan makes me sick to my stomach. I mean, you're a Giant fan, so that should make you sick to your stomach, too. Yeah, I mean. that, especially last week. Oh, my God. I mean, what, what is the difference between the Jets and the Giants? I don't understand why uh, people are taking shots at the Jets. If, if you went to the Giants, would they be any better? Would, would, would no. he be? Would Trevor Lawrence be any better right now with the New York Giants? No. I mean, really. seriously. Not really. I mean, that, <laughs> their coaching staff is much better than – I mean, it's not Adam Gase bad, but it's not. I mean, do you have any – did I bring any extra toilet paper? Because I'm going to have to wipe myself a lot if, if Adam Gase, I'm going to tell you right now, if Adam Gase becomes, is, for a third season, the Jets head coach, I'm going to be wiping my butt, wiping my mouth, wiping my chin, or whatever the heck. I mean, that team, oh, my God, makes me sick to my stomach. Anyways, uh, we finally got a guest. I want to give a shout-out again to Kentucky offensive tackle David Wolbauer. Wollaball. Wollaball. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, his, uh, he had some technical difficulties. We couldn't have him on the show. But... We have our second guest, and I'm very excited to have him on. Uh, another defensive tackle, another defensive player. We are now talking to Rice defensive tackle recruit, Blake Banish. What's up, Blake? Oh, no much. How you doing? Well, you know, uh, we're talking about the Jets. Why don't you throw up? I mean, you heard it. I mean, come on. Uh, man. Yes, sir. Uh, well, what, what team do you root for? Uh... You know, I'm just more like a hometown guy, so I'm gonna have to vote for or root for the Texans. All right, you know, close to Houston. So, well, let me ask you this question: What, what do you think about the Texan team? I'm, I mean, they finally f- fired their coach, Coach O'Brien, who was absolutely horrendous. They traded ar- arguably yeah. their best player on their team away to the Arizona Cardinals, which made absolutely no sense. To David Johnson, who probably wouldn't make another team after this team after he leaves the Texans. So, 
what is what are your thoughts to the Texans? Uh, do you think this, first of all, I love Deshaun Watson. Do you think Deshaun Watson is a guy? Oh yeah, I think Deshaun Watson is pretty good. Besides, uh, well, when they lost DeAndre, I mean, Deshaun was like he's probably the best dude on the team now. So, I mean, they just gotta find that coach, and it'll be all right. You know what they gotta do? They gotta hire me. Okay, that's yeah. Uh, that's listen, man. I mean, I could sit here. All day. I yell at him all the time when we go off air. You should hear the things that I say to him. I mean, I would be a great motivator. I, I motivate the possibilities here. Okay, Blake? I, I am. I mean, I, 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 know, I, I don't know if you're a Blake Shelton fan. I, I, you're probably a country fan, aren't you? <laughs> yes, sir. I knew it. Oh, yeah. I knew it. You're from <laughs> Texas. You're a country fan. So you know Blake Shelton. So, uh, you know, I, I got to sing my way through the, uh, the guitar, sing my way through the acoustic. You know, that's what I do, man. So I just do it with a nice little... Um, electric kind of, you know, voice. You know what I'm saying, Speedy? Mm-hmm. Right? Do you know what I'm saying? You and your tidy whities No, no, no. Yeah, so. Blake, don't listen to him. Blake, you know it. <laughs> you know it. We are talking to Rice Defensive Tackle Recruit, Blake Banish. Blake, how are your family doing right now with the COVID-19 situation? Uh, we're doing pretty good. You know, we just, we're back to like a normal school schedule and stuff. And just, like, getting used to, like, the mask and all that. And then, I mean, other than that, we're doing pretty good. Yeah, I'm not doing that just well, man. used to it. I'm not doing that well, man. I mean, I've been hiding. I, I Actually, during the day, I, I work at a hospital during the day. Uh, you know, you got you to gotta work another, you know, job. You live in New York. I mean, this is it's not like it is over in Texas, man. You live over here. You got to work two, three, four jobs, man. I mean, it's yeah. it's terrible over here. But, uh um, but it's it's beautiful. I'm not going to take shots at New York, but I, I I just see you know people are like they think it's like a they think it's like a bait, like a ball hitting you. You know, if it hits you, you're going to catch it. You know, I mean, like it's it's crazy over here. It's unbelievable. Anyways, so what is it like being recruited by a Division One football team? I mean, you were you were you were being recruited by quite a few colleges. What made you decide to go with Rice? Rice is a very good school, very well known for their defense. What was what was the reasoning behind going and, and declaring uh, that you were going to Rice University? Well, yeah, like you said, I had a few schools just like talking to me. Not, I didn't really, I didn't have an offer actually. It was just Rice is my first one, and uh, I just I went there on a, like a junior day visit, and I like met all the coaching staff and the facilities and all that. Fell in love and like it was like honestly like like a dream come true like I've been wanting to play D1 ball like my whole life and uh, just getting that opportunity just like to go play like I've been friends of Rice like my whole life too real close home and it's been great like just dream come true. So Rice has always been well known as a, a good baseball school, one of the better small college baseball schools in the country. But again, football they haven't had as much recent success. They haven't made a bowl game since 2014. So, what do you think in terms of the success of this program, the success of the uh, the following, uh, both nationally and with it within the school too for football? Obviously, Texas being a big football state. Oh yeah, I think this upcoming like we have they've had a good recruiting class last year. This recruiting class of or my class this year is looking pretty good. All the coaches are they got a new coaching staff too under Coach Mike Bloomgren. So I mean, looking it's looking good, looking real promising. I'm like excited to get there, like make a change. Hopefully, it's change their record and their outcomes of their seasons and just win games, pretty much. 
We are talking to Rice defensive tackle recruit Blake Banish. Now, Blake, defensive line, you know, you need to put pressure. You need to stop the run. And you, 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 you're really put into so many situations because you're in your front seven. Uh, you, they can move you to defensive end. They can move you to defensive tackle. Are you a natural defensive tackle? Could you move? Could they move you to defensive end if they need you to get to the quarterback? Oh, yeah. Like, even like on my high school team, I played, I played some defensive end, mostly just defensive tackle. But at both positions, I'm just, like, real comfortable with it. Just love D-line. Just anywhere. Real versatile on whichever positions they need me. I can play wherever. So some of the, I don't know if you played in both schemes, but uh, four three and three four defensive tackles are very different in terms of what they have to do. Uh, four three, you can be a more of a pass rusher, a smaller like not small, but two hundred eighty eight, two hundred ninety pound guy. Whereas three four, you thought of as a nose tackle. From your coaching, uh, from your experience, and your experience listening to your coaches as well, um, what do you think are some of the differences for you if you've played both of them? Yeah, I've actually been able to like we we do run both schemes. We run like a four three sometimes. My sophomore year, we actually ran a four three our whole like our defense, and then switched to three four because we just want like the biggest guy, and then I like, help hold down the defense. And then I really like the nose because I'm just like center of it, just to be able to dominate like you know the center. And then uh, I just I really like the three four better just because that's what I feel more comfortable with. Now, obviously, you're a young guy, and you're looking at some of these bohemians that come out of high school, some of them. I mean, we've interviewed some of the top recruits in the nation, and some of them are, like, bohemians. I, I mean, we, I thought Makai Bechtum, Bechtum, when he was drafted by the Jets, wow, we're not going to see an offensive lineman that big again for a very long time. And now you're seeing we've interviewed, like, three, four, five guys that are six foot eight. Uh, that can run the 40 in like five, five seconds or four seconds uh, under four, uh, four, eight, four, four, nine. We, we were talking to them, and I was like, I, I don't think we'll ever see a guy like that. And now we're talking to like three, four, five guys that are the same size, maybe even bigger, stronger, and faster. So when you look at your position and the transition to the game, that where some of these defensive linemen are six foot five, 300 pounds of brute strength, could bench. 300 pounds off their chest 25 times. I mean, you guys are ridiculously strong and ridiculously big. Do you think that that moving into college from high school transitions your game and makes your game a little bit more stronger, better because you're playing guys that are just as good as you? Or does it make you feel like you're you're one step behind them until you figure things out? Um, I really think, like, just like this transition from uh like high school to college would be like it'll be like tough because it's like not a knock like on any teams we played I mean any of the teams that we played it's like they weren't really like college like D1 size like players and like me just being always bigger than everybody is just not I wouldn't say easier just uh it's a little bit like not as difficult I think D1's gonna be so like it's just gonna make me like want to work harder and like like just get stronger so how tall are you and how much do you weigh yep. Um, right now I'm like six three, six four, and I'm weighing at like three thirty. Hmm. Interesting. That is, that is nose tackle size. You mentioned the three four, so that definitely would apply for that at any level <laughs> of football. So speaking of the nose tackles, because you you were mentioning you actually <laughs> you were mentioning you actually prefer it over the four three. Uh, they don't really get a lot of uh, credibility, kind of like the offensive linemen, because they don't they don't get the flashy statistics. They just clog the middle, stop the run, and again with Pro Bowls, with Hall of Fames. 
uh, Hall of Fame inductions, they don't really get the same recognition. Do you think they should get more of them? Guys like the Vince Wilforks, Joe Kleckos, Casey Hamptons, guys like that should get more recognition and credentials like that? Oh, yeah. I, I think that all the time. I'm just like, man, and them skilled guys getting their name called a lot more than me, get a lot more recognitions. But, yeah, I think just up front, like in the trenches, is just like there's just a different ball game down there. Like, just I think we're the true, like, meat of the football team. And, like, without us, like, it wouldn't really be anything. Not really. But just without the big guys up front or in both sides of the ball, just be, it wouldn't be the same, and yeah. No, hold hold on. I, I I always ask these guys what what kind of hobbies you have. I can see that your family are a bunch of hunters. Okay, I, I see the deer heads behind you. I mean, I'm not blind. All right, are you a hunter? Is that what you like to do for fun? Is that that is that one of your hobbies? Oh yes, sir. That's the one. Like my besides football, that's my number two hobby, like favorite hobby, and. Just, yeah, we got actually got a, quite a bit around here. It's just one just in my background. It's just where we got my computer set up. But, yes, yeah, so that's one of my real big hobbies. You know, I, I, I've never hunted before. And I've been asked plenty of times to – I could shoot a bow. I'm pretty good at I have pretty good aim for a bow. But I, I don't know if I have it within me to, to take a bow and, and stand on top or stand in, you know, on top of a tree and, and try to slug a, a deer you know, from 50 yards out. I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> Uh, especially when I'm looking at them in the dark and it's dark out. So I don't know if I could do it, but uh, it's definitely a hobby. Now I, you do look like you have twinkle toes. Do you like to dance? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll dance with, like my teammates every now and then and just, you know, just messing around, but not, I wouldn't say I'm pretty good at it, but not, not the best, but I like to do it sometimes, you know, just messing around. You're, you're light on your feet. Come on, tell the truth, Blake. You're light on your feet. You know, you're, 306, 330 pounds, six foot three, six foot four. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, we call you Twinkle Toes, okay? I mean, that's the Blake, <laughs> Blake Twinkle Toes Banish. I like that. Twinkle Toes. <laughs> big, men like do have a lot, big men do have a lot of good touchdown dances when they Yeah, when they I, I'd like to see Twinkle Toes. I, I like to see them. What do you guys think? Uh, any of the fans like Twinkle Toes? I like that. I mean, I give some good nicknames. What, what do you think, Speedy? You, you have to have him do some kind of celebration because you, you've had other guests do celebration, d- d- dance celebrations yes. for their first touchdown. You need to do something for him because, like I said, the big, the big men, whenever they score touchdowns, they really go out all out on their celebrations. You know, I, I got <laughs> to see Twinkle Toes move it, man. I, I, I could see him do it. You don't? You yeah, don't I do it? too. No, I could see that. I could see him do it. He's yeah. athletic. Uh-huh. He can move. Uh, how, how fast could you run the 40? Uh, my, I haven't really, I haven't had an uh, official time, but my, like, unofficial with like, my high school coaches, I ran a five flat. Wow. That's and that was the, uh end of last year. What do you guys, what, what do you guys eat? Like, seriously, what the hell do you guys eat? What do you have, like, a, it's like these, these bars that give you energy? What the hell? 330 pounds runs a 40 in five seconds flat? I mean, come on, man. Uh, no wonder why you're first. You're 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 going to a Division one school, and 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 people you know <laughs> think that uh, you're, you're going to be a big time superstar on the team. Oh well, hold on. Joseph Clayton says, "Make him dance." Hmm. Who's Joseph Make- Clayton? <laughs> Who's Joseph Clayton? Make him dance. Could could you dance? You want that me would play- be my stepdad. Oh, does you you want me to play you some music? Uh, could you show us some moves? Uh, I don't know. 
about all that. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, Speedy, what, what, what do you got? What, what pick, kind pick, of music? Pick, pick a country song. Pick a country, country song. song. I, I'd like to see some moves, man. We've we got to show some of the fans uh, what they're, what they're going to be looking forward to with Rice football. What do you think? Oh. <laughs> I, I think oh, this is Lord. a good idea, man. I, I, you know, Joe, uh, Joe's asking. I mean, this is your stepfather, man. So we we got to make him happy, you know? <laughs> What kind of music? What kind of music? Uh, I don't. I don't know. You like hip hop? You like hip hop? I mean, yeah, it'll work. All right, Speedy, give me, give me, give me, give me the Dougie, okay, Speedy. How about it? Okay, well, hold on, hold on. How about what? <laughs> oh Lord! Come on, man! Don't worry. Come on, this will be fun. Uh, Joe says, uh, "Give him a stanky leg." What is that? <laughs> You know. Is that a song? Come on, man. Don't be shy. Come on. This is fun. You got the whole world watching you, bud. Come on. Come on. This is where you this is yeah, where I you, got some... this is where you make yourself. I mean, this is where you make your make a name for yourself. Man, I got some I got some teammates texting me right now saying dance. All right, so let's let's get let's pick let's a song. Pick a song, Blake. What pick do you want to dance to? I don't care what it is, man. Blake, this is this is important to me, man. Now we yeah. have to see you dance. Y'all pick it out, and I'll, I'll try to bust something out real quick. All right. Pick, uh, you, want, you want to pick? You want me to pick? Um, <laughs> yeah, you Give me it. the Dougie. Give me the Dougie. Uh, instrumental Dougie. Uh, it doesn't have to be the Dougie. We just got to hear you move, all right? Or see you move. Hear you move. Speedy, come on. Help me here. All right. All right. Not yet. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to put everybody, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to uh, introduce the king of SWAT, Twinkle Toes himself, Blake Twinkle Toes Banish. All right. Hit it. Three, two, one. Let me see if I got it. Get it oh, here we go. What? Can I see you? Yeah, we see you, man. Let's go. <laughs> Is it right on it? Come on, Blake. Don't worry oh, about it, man. Come on. You can let do me, it. Let me turn it up a little bit. Good man, we got you. You're good. You're, you're good. <laughs> yep. Is there words on it? Go ahead. No, there's no, there's no words. There's no words. You gotta just go. Okay, okay. All right, Speedy. Let's play it over. Let's spin it around. Right. Three, two, one, go. <laughs> I like it, Blake. Yeah, that's not bad, man. Is that good? Is that's that good, good, man. That's good. I like it. I like it. Uh, you embarrass yourself enough, all right? You know, I, listen, uh, that, that was right, a lot right. better. That was a lot better than Speedy. If I ask Speedy, Speedy, all right, Speedy, I want you to play it over. I want you to show everybody your Dougie, okay? Uh, I, we don't, do we have room back here? Yes, you got it. Yeah, let's go. I'm going right. to move this, all right? Hold on, hold on. I, never, I don't know how to do the formal Dougie. Get over here. Stand in front of your chair. You don't have to stand. Stand in front of your chair, Speedy. Oh, God. Listen to this. Oh, my God. <laughs> Come on, Blake. Come on. You see this? <laughs> this is even more embarrassing. This is more embarrassing. Look at this. You're way better than me, Blake. <laughs> what the hell do you call that? That's like the Speedy reject dance. <laughs> Why am I a dancer? All right, Speedy, sit down. Please, please, please. 
Blake, 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 Blake. Well, I got to say something. You got some moves, man. You got some moves. I, I, I got to say, you got it. You got it. You got it. All right, Blake. So we do this. A little bit. We do this with all the recruits, okay? We've started this about a week and a half ago. What we're going to do is I'm going to ask you three quality crazy questions, okay? You're going to answer right. them. Then you're going to ask any one of us or both of us three quality crazy answers, and we will give you the answer. It, no holds barred. Are you ready? I guess. Let's all right. Go. All right. Here we go. Here we go. You guys ready? I, I hope you guys ready. are ready. First question. Boxers or briefs and why? Um, man, I have to say boxers. Just boxers? You're, yeah, you're a defensive lineman, man. Your 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 things bounce back and forth. Are you are you kidding me? <laughs> well, like if I'm just like every day like wearing I wear. I mean, I didn't tell you when you're color. laying in your bed. I, I'm asking you when you're playing a game. What would you rather wear? Boxes or briefs? You're telling oh, me. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, I I got you now. I'd rather wear briefs. Uh, it doesn't matter if you if you like your your your, your, your um. Your friends tights. Tights. If, if you like your friends bouncing back and forth, that's okay too, man. That's okay. No, no. That's okay. No, I think they just like every day, like or the, okay, I got you. Well, my day. Listen, man. I, even uh, even days when I'm going out, I, I don't want my things uh, tangling around. You know, I just you know, I, I'm getting old. I'm becoming an old man. I mean, look at this guy, man. I mean, if you have to look at him every single day, I mean, you have to throw up. You know, I'm just I'm just speaking the truth here. <laughs> Anyways, um, second question. Yeah. Second question. Favorite snack to eat before a game and why? Mmm. That's a tough one. Uh, you know, like those, those uh, like sour gummy worms have to be the best to mm-hmm. me. You know, just get a little sugar rush going. Oh, so you're a big guy, so you're going to have to have two packages, right? Yeah. I bet oh, yeah. you, oh, yeah, sure. I will bet you that I can out eat you with the sour worms. I can out, I can out pack uh, you. I can out devour you with those sour, sour worms. I, I might not look much, man, but I'm, I'm about 210 pounds. I mean, I'm, I'm in pretty good shape. I could guzzle those things down without chewing them. Okay. Without chewing them. And if you don't believe me, the next man, time we. I- the next time we get you on, I will make sure that we we have this thing where you'll get them. You'll get the same gummy bear, the gummy worms that I have, and we will have a competition on live radio. But if I win, if I win, you got to wear Speedy's tidy whities on your head. I for don't a whole, wear tidy whities. You, you got to wear his tidy whities oh. before a game on your head. Oh, what's in it if I win though? <laughs> I'll wear I'll wear whatever you want on my head. <laughs> all right, you gotta wear his tie. Uh, on yours, all right, well, Blake, they do not exist. They do, Blake. They do not exist. They're ugly, tidy whities, man. I'm telling you. If you, if you don't listen, prove it. I am not showing prove him it. my underwear on <laughs> prove air. Prove it. I think you need to prove I it. I think take, the fans need to see if, it. If Blake really cares, I will take a picture of him and send it to him on his I, phone. I'm not, I, Blake doesn't Ugh. care. I care. I don't I don't think he cares either. I'm just saying if you were really pushing Just this, admit that you wear tidy whities I don't. You got, uh, what have we got? Cookie Monster tidy whities on right now. He was wearing SpongeBob the other day. Don't lie. I mean, seriously. Anyways, third question, Blake. 
Blondes or brunettes? And why? Mom's watching, so. Um, <laughs> I have to go with brunettes. Oh, I was just about that dark hair, you know. You like the dark hair. You like the the silky dark hair, right? You like? Oh the, yeah. Yes. All right. All right. Uh, do you have a girlfriend? Yes, sir. I do. Okay. What's her name? Her name's Isabel. Isabel. Okay. How, yeah. How long you guys been together? Uh, actually, we just started dating, so we were just like a month last Friday. Wow! Congratulations! Wow. Yeah. Um. Yes, sir. Where's she going to school? Uh, she's uh, she doesn't really know yet. She just applied for some schools, but doesn't really know. She's gonna stay close to you or what, man? I mean, you got to protect her, right? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, <she> better. <laughs> All right, Blake. You got three questions. Shoot away, mm. buddy. Oh, uh, let's see. So, what what color are those tidy whities that you get on right now? Speedy. They're not tidy whities. My, <laughs> if you really care, my underwear is blue. Blue tidy whities? <laughs> They're not tidy whities. <laughs> I was playing. I'm just playing. I'm not. I, I know he's. Really I know tidy. you're not. Thank you, Blake. <laughs> Thank you, Blake, for actually somewhat sticking up for me. <laughs> All right. So you, you you know that he wears tidy whities. Next question. That's not true, Blake. But okay. Uh, what would be y'all's uh, favorite college football team? Oh. See, I never, I don't have one set one. I have like one in each conference. Like, there's certain ones I like in each conference. Like, I like Boise mm. State. I like uh, if you're doing power teams, I like LSU. He likes Boise because he wears a lot of orange tidy whities. No, I don't. <laughs> so there's just there's just certain ones I like. I like I liked Washington State when Mike Lee. Mike Leach was there until he just got hired to Mississippi State this year. Like, I like Hawaii. The Rainbow Warriors, Errol's favorite name. Oh, that's a terrible name, man. Now, the worst name in college sports. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have a, I have a bunch Rainbow of different Rainbow Warriors. Ones. I, I have mean, a bunch on, of different ones. Their college there's, team, the Rainbow Warriors. There's, 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 <laughs> I have more teams that I don't like than I do like in terms of, like, I would root for their rival type thing. Like, I'm not really – I don't know if you're if you're a Texas fan, but I'm not really a Texas fan. Like, schools like that. So I'm not really more of one set Do team. you babble all the time? Could you just tell him? God damn I'm it. I'm telling him. <laughs> Jesus. Are you, are you a Texas fan? Are you? Because I – uh, you said, wait, you seemed, what was that? I, no, I, I was just saying how I'm not crazy. Like I've never been crazy about Texas. Like you might be a Texas fan, being you're from Texas. I'm not sure. Oh yeah, I am. Oh, uh, you are. All, right. yeah. all that, all that to that question. Are you serious? You went all babbling, blah 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 blah. You're like you're part of Duck's Tales or something, man. You don't see Scrooge McDuck. You don't shut up. Jesus, get to the answer. I was a. I grew up a Florida State fan. I and, and unfortunately they stink. Okay, but I've followed them for years. When Jameis Winston won the national title, I did not think Jameis Jameis Winston was going to be a good quarterback in the league. Okay, so he he had a better chance of stealing more crabs than uh, winning any games in 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 professional football. I didn't think he was going to be any good. But um, I I am I am a huge Florida State fan. Um, I do follow the big teams. I like Clemson. I've liked Clemson for the last couple of years. I like Dabo Sweeney. I think he's a great head coach. So. Those are the teams. Those are the teams, man. But uh, uh, last question, bud. Shoot away, man. Attack him because Speedy's probably going to give you a whole book on it. Let's go. Um, man, I... Would... Don't be afraid. Would Don't be afraid. Be Don't be afraid, man. Attack. What would have to be y'all's favorite food? 
favorite food. No, 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 I'm, I'm going to ask the question, Speedy. First time okay, you yeah, ever, okay. first time you ever were kissed. Uh, no, he's asking. First time you ever were kissed, Enough Speedy. Out of you. First time you ever were 2011 kissed. 2011 in Florida, random girl. <laughs> He kissed his mom. No, it was a random. It was a random person. Just, uh, I'm just kidding, Speedy. I'm just kidding. To answer, to answer your question, Blake, because that's what really matters. Oh. I am wings are my favorite. Oh, wings. wings! Yeah, I tell you why he likes wings, but it, that that's not no, good for radio. no, no. That's not good for radio. It has, <laughs> it has nothing to do with the lower part of my body that has been referenced way too much with an item of clothing. <laughs> well, Blake, uh, we're happy to have you, man. I, I definitely want to get you on again, man. You seem like a cool, down to earth kid. Um, why don't you tell the fans how they can find you on social media? Oh, uh, my or my Instagram is just Blake Banish, Blake underscore Banish. Twitter's pretty much the same. And other than that, I mean that's all I'm pretty much mainly on. Banish so. the Danish. That's that. That's oh, that's good. I like that. Banish ba- the Danish. I like that. You know, <laughs> if you want a Banish, you gotta eat a Danish. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe have your coach do uh, turnover Danishes. <laughs> Every time you get turn Speedy, over. you ruined the joke. You absolutely ruined the joke. You ruined it. You absolutely ruined I, it. I gave this coach Throw a good out. idea. I have his Throw coach it out, idea. tidy whitey man. Enough with the tidy whiteys. Oh man. Anyways, uh, anyways, uh, Mr. Banish, thank you for joining us. I'd love to get you on again uh, when your season starts next year, uh, 2021 for uh, Rice University. We'd love to get it, get you on. Talk a little bit about college football. Your thoughts of where Rice is going and. And really just uh, have a little fun with you. We'd love for you to be a fan of the show. Do you do you follow us on social media? Yes, sir. I, I do now. And then, I mean, on pretty much every platform. But All right. I'm going to help you out. I'm going to help you out. And I want your fans, your friends to do this. Do you have an Android or do you have an iOS? I have an iOS iPhone. All right. So pull out your phone. Well, you're, on, you're actually on your phone right now. All right. So write yes, this sir. down. Write this down. Every fan. I want you to follow our app. We have a wonderful app. We have great shows throughout the country. They're live shows. They're not podcasts. All you have to do is go to your iOS, your Apple, search applications, W-W-S-R-N. N as in Nancy. Is that your mom's name? I don't know. But if it is, it's good for me. Uh, W-W-S-R-N. And if you have an Android... All you have to do is search the application store, World Wide Sports Radio Network. Download the app. Our shows are great. You'll laugh. We have so many funny shows. They're sports-related. We get the best guests on our shows. And you get to watch me beat the hell out of Speedy. I mean, look at this guy. Every time you look at him, you just want to smack him around. You know, So that's, that's what's great about this show, right, Speedy? Sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, Blake, thank you for joining us, man. Uh, we'll definitely stay in touch uh, and definitely get you on again if, if you were, would like to come back on. And, and your dancing skills, A+. Plus, and hunting. <laughs> and your hunting skills, too. But we don't know how he hunts. Maybe, we, you know what maybe we do? We'll, we'll have some dinner with you and we'll send you out for like a couple hours and then we'll hunt you. Well, now you're revealing, I mean, now you're revealing your you motive. You look like a werewolf. With now that you're revealing beard. your motive. You look like a werewolf with that beard, by the way. 
By the way, by the way, what is the uh, what what else? What is your favorite thing that you've hunted? And if there's anything you want to hunt, what would it be? You. Oh, uh, don't say me. Me? Okay. Uh, favorite thing I've, or I really only just white tail hunting. That's what that is right there. It's a white tail, mm-hmm. and I just mean that's what I mainly do, and it's like the funnest for me. But or besides white tail, I actually like to go duck hunting a lot. Mm-hmm. Joe um, says you're a terrible shot, by the way. Your stepdad says <laughs> oh you're, you're a terrible shot, man. I'm just telling you what he wrote. I mean, some, sometimes I'm, I'm all right. I have my good days and bad days. But yeah, well, I, I don't think I, you, I, beat him a couple times. I think you'll be a championship hunter if you, you hunt Speedy. I mean, I, I mean, he'll <laughs> no, just stand be, there. He'll just stand there. Yeah, that, with his tidy whities you can't. That miss is them. enough with the tidy whities <laughs> <laughs> that would that would be easy. It wouldn't be hard. You wear, you wear your uh, red, Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer, the tiny ones. <laughs> it's not Christmas time yet. I I don't do Christmas stuff out of season. Oh man, you're a piece of work. You, you know I love you, man. Even though you make me crazy sometimes, but Blake, thank you, man. And we'll we'll definitely stay in touch. Definitely stay in touch with us. We'd love to get you back on. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. Blake, Blake Banish, ladies, Banish the Danish, ladies and gentlemen, Twinkle Tones himself. He was dancing, he was prancing like Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer. Speedy's underwear. There we no, go. No, no, no. There we go. Even if I did have that, I wouldn't wear it. Not during Christmas time. Give the fall holidays the respect they deserve. Well, well, I first of all, the holidays are right here. I Mr. know, Speedy. I know. Uh, we got Thanksgiving right around the corner in twenty. What was it? Twenty-seven days. Yep. Like that, 26 yeah. days. I mean, come on, man. I mean, listen, if, if you want to dance around, you want to prance around like Rudolph with your underwear, you could do it on this show. Just, I not you doing do it. anything I, of the sort. I think the fans would really enjoy watching. I'm sure. I, I think they would they really enjoy would watching. Get humiliated. Why humiliate? Like I think they'd. Be, I think they really like it. I mean, look at you, Speedy. You've got that sexy beard, that sexy chin. I mean, like you just said, I look like a werewolf. You do so look clearly. Like a werewolf. That's not the case. You do look like a werewolf. It, it's just. To me, I mean, maybe we tie a leash on you and take you out for a walk or something. What do you think? Oh, my God. <laughs> no? No leash? No nothing? Oh, my God. <laughs> you don't walk a werewolf, but okay. We'll go with that. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, you could be a dog, you know? Could you bark? Why don't we hear you bark? Let's hear your best bark. Woo! 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 That's a bit. What the hell is that? What do you call that dog? I don't know. I, I I mock all the all the dogs that are in my family. I mock them all the time. Well, I mock you. So, what do you call that dog? We would call that uh, like a golden retriever. What do we oh, call? we'll do that as my dog. We'll do that as the the black lab mix. I'm the black Jake. lab mix. Okay, okay. All right. So that's the loud one. Give me a small one. Like, uh, give me a. Okay. Okay, you sound like uh, somebody's attacking you or something like that. I mean, like seriously, uh, maybe I mean, dogs bark when they fit. So what danger, we're going to do, I mean... ladies and gentlemen, because uh, Speedy doesn't want to admit that he likes no, to wear tidy whities. No, no, so no. What we're going to do is much... no. I'm going to buy a pair of them with nope, SpongeBob. Nope, nope. And we're going to have Speedy wear it around his head for nope, a whole show. Nope. He's going to lose a bet. No. Nope, let's make a bet right nope, now on a show. Nope. Let's make a show. Well, let's I will make never a bet. Do anything. Come on, let's sword. make a bet. I'll, All right. I'll let you pick any game. When a bet comes up, a bet. Come up. Pick a game this weekend. I'll let you pick. Oh I'll let God. you pick any game. But if they lose, if they no, lose. I don't, I'm not doing anything of the weird. And you can't pick the Jets. Uh-uh. You can't pick the Jets because that's, oh that's a guarantee. That's a guarantee loss. <laughs> Whatever guess we have on Monday, I, I would apologize if you have to endure that. What? Endure what? Endure greatness? 
Come on, me Steve. wearing underwear on my head is greatness. I think it's great. <laughs> oh my god, it's definitely funny. By the way, I want to thank uh, I want to thank Blake for joining us. He he was great. He really was, and uh, uh, his friends and his family enjoying it. Good job, Blake. All the guys, Tina, Jackie, Regina, Joseph, all of you guys, uh, Jason, all the people uh, giving a shout out to Blake. We really appreciate you uh, joining us. Uh, Blake was great. He really was mm-hmm. a good personality. Absolutely. And uh, he definitely uh, took out and brought out Speedy's uh, tidy whities so. No, no, no. There are no tidy whities in existence. Yeah. Before by, we go. That are owned by me. Before we go, I, I do want to get into one honest thing. By the way, if you guys don't know, we're on the FM dial. Check us out every single Saturday. Uh, the return of Eric Coleman on Saturday. He will be joining us on Saturday. So the return of Eric Coleman, new, ex-New York Jet, ex-Atlanta Falcon, ex-Detroit Lion, uh, the voice and of uh, the pregame and postgame show for the New York Jets. He will be joining us, as he always does, on Saturday on the FM Dye here in Long Island. So definitely stay tuned. 103.9, the LI News Radio uh, Network. Uh, if you guys are not living here in Long Island, you can't listen to us on the FM, you can download the app. You can listen to the app. By going to uh, 103.9 LI News Radio. So you can definitely check out the show. It's a great show. It's very funny. Great sports related. And we get to make fun of Speedy. So this is great. It, it's always perfect. You know? Definitely helps. Hopefully me. that show has time restrictions so I can cut those parts out. <laughs> <laughs> no, it won't. I don't always. I sometimes leave them in. Uh, we will leave them in. Anyways, uh, that's it for our show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, do the Jets win this week? Hell no. They're playing Kansas City. Oh, well. Uh, over, over, under the Chiefs score 70 points. <laughs> no, they're not going scoring 70 points. I mean, Buffalo only scored 18, so. Yeah, that's Buffalo. <laughs> I say Kansas City scores 27. Wow. <laughs> 27. 27. I, I think the Jets will hold them to 27 points. Wow. Yeah. All right. That's what I think. You're that confident in a. I didn't right. say I was confident. They're not going to win. No, but, uh, I didn't say that. You're, you're that confident in it. 27 to 3. A juggernaut of an offense like the 27 Chiefs. to 3. Wow. All right. Uh, it's bad. Anyways, that's it for our show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'd like to give a shout out to Kentucky offensive tackle recruit who didn't join us uh, because of uh, uh, complications with his phone. Uh, we're definitely going to get him on. David uh, Wolbaugh. Wola ball. Yeah, that was the closest one so Wola far. Wola ball. When he does come on, you'll, you'll have it well-trained by then. <laughs> yes. Uh, we will have uh, Dave on uh, one of these days. And I want to give a shout-out to uh, Mr. Blake, a.k.a. Twinkle Tones, Banish the Danish. I love that. Uh-huh. I love it. It's great. Anyways. Uh, um, we will be back on Monday uh, on our network. Uh, you can definitely check us out on the Weekend Crunch. Download our app, guys, please, on iOS, WWSRN. Go to Android, Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I am working on doing another show, guys. I'm renaming a show. I will be standing on the board, like kind of like a Tosh.0, and uh, we're going to put up pictures and videos, and we're going to make fun of them. And... Uh, we're going to have a little bit of fun. I'm going to bring out my personality a little bit more in the show and a little less speedy and all me. You know what I mean? Maybe I'll wear my tidy whities I don't wear tidy whities but maybe I'll wear my underwear. I think that'll be something interesting and something fun for people to watch. What do you think, Speedy? I'll let the viewers judge for themselves. <laughs> I will be – I don't know. You'll be watching. 
You'll be the producer. <laughs> yeah, I will, technically. That's my label. No spanking, Speedy. Don't you dare touch me. <laughs> Why would I do that? Anyways, that's it for our show. Uh, the Wise Guys hopefully will be back very, very soon as well. So they usually come on after us. But we have great shows. Check out all our shows and the new shows that will be coming on our network. Until then, this is Errol Marks and the great werewolf himself, Speedy. Ooh. Speedy Petey saying good night, and we'll talk to you then. Good night, everybody. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.